Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Digital Punch, the podcast where we discuss the evolution of our favorite video game series through the years. I'm one of your hosts, Taylor Dahl. And I'm your other host, PJ Kelwell. And this is part one in our series covering the most beloved Super Smash Bros. games. And because it's the first episode, we're going to start with the first game, Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 64, a.k.a. Smash 64. In 1999, HAL Laboratory changed the gaming world by introducing Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 64, the first out of what would be a series of five games so far. Uh, This fighting platformer party game was directed by the ingenious and wonderful Masahiro Sakurai, um, who you may know for his accomplishments on Kid Icarus Uprising and creating Kirby. Uh, he created that character when he was actually only 19, and he directed a majority of the Kirby games. The story goes that while working at HAL, Sakurai came up with the concept for Super Smash Bros., a crossover of Nintendo's biggest gaming characters, throwing them all into recognizable arenas from our favorite games and and then letting them battle it out until the very last man standing. He worked on it in secret, perfecting a concept that he knew would be absurd if presented unpolished. Uh, This original game featured a whopping 12 characters, and if you are are a new gamer, you may be spoiled with large character pools to choose from. Believe me, back then, 12 was plenty, especially when those characters were Nintendo's own Mario, Luigi, Yoshi... Donkey Kong, Link, Ness, Samus, Kirby, Fox McCloud, Pikachu, Jigglypuff, and Captain Falcon, an elite squad of fighters gathered from across the gaming universe. We were also blessed with nine beautiful stages to play on. I'm not counting Final Destination or Battlefield because those are only in the single-player modes in this game. Yeah, and to add on to that, I think it was pretty clear that the game was geared toward being a sort of party game, a casual game. Uh, which may come as somewhat of a shock to anybody who plays Smash Bros. as much as we do, uh, because it's got a pretty heavy competitive scene now. But that was not its original intent. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, they didn't expect Smash Bros. to be, uh, you know, causing divorces and fights and you know friendships to, of, you know, decades to just be ended and no, they, in one no way they fell did. swoop. They didn't expect people to play so much that they would know how to exploit the mechanics to the point where they can just dominate other players. They could not have seen... No, they could not have anticipated the popularity of this game or even the depth of the mechanics right. um, the, that the, they created themselves because they just made a game so good that... Right, uh, and I doubt they tested it for the thousands of hours of the pe- hardcore gamers who <laughs> figured out how to exploit those mechanics. Probably not, especially since, again, it was just supposed to be a party game. Yeah. One second. So PJ and I had some time to dust off the 64 and hop into the old nostalgic uh, Super Smash Bros. and give it a go. It was very interesting, especially coming from you know you playing Ultimate so often and me playing Melee so often to go yeah. back oh, to the roots. I'm going to just th- throw that shade right on there, huh? What? Oh, there was no oh, shade. Sorry, kidding. <laughs> oh. And when he says dusting off, he means there was a lot of blowing, because I don't know if you guys remember, but you had to blow those cartridges, like, there really blow them. a lot of blowing. Yeah. A lot. And it was, it was pretty hot. <laughs> really dusty. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we, we just wanted to uh, give you our experience this day and age going back and playing that. It was, um, 
It was clunky. It was clunky, you know. But you know, let's just let's talk about some of the the base mechanics that this game right. set um, that would be carried on into all of its mm-hmm. sequels. Uh, the the biggest being, of course, you can't ignore what makes Smash so special, which is the percentage damage counter instead of the health bar that we all know and love from the majority of fighting games. Instead of whittling your opponent down to zero health and winning the fight with a knockout, you start at zero damage, and the more damage you do to each other, that counter goes up. And the higher it goes up, the farther you get knocked back when you get hit. So the goal, instead of to get your opponent to zero, is to knock them into what are called the blast zones, which is basically the edge of the map. Top, bottom, left, right, there are four blast zones. If you connect with those blast zones, you lose a stock, you die, you lose a life. So instead you're building your opponent's percentage damage up so that you can knock them far enough and hit them into a blast zone and win the game. This was just a game changer. There was nothing like that. We've seen some things like that since then that are just obvious either clones of Smash or, you know, an homage, but... Yeah, it set the stage for that. That was yeah. unheard of, and it was so, so fun. The fun thing about the percentage or the hit point system as opposed to the health bar traditional system is it can either be a huge benefit or, mm-hmm. you know, it just mixes it up a little bit. Exactly. You're not just dead from the health bar. You can survive a little longer, makes mm-hmm. it a little more exciting. The tides but, can change at any moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can, yeah. You can it, always it come back. Fun. There's always a chance that you come back. And uh, that last hit that you're like so certain is the last hit, mm-hmm. it might not be the last hit, and they can come back and whoop you. Yeah, so exactly. And look, <laughs> it's happened. this is going to sound like bragging, but I've been last life high percentage and come back, <clears throat> you know, a couple stocks. Not against me. He's talking <laughs> not about... A, not in Melee. Uh, yeah, he's talking about other other competitions. Yeah. Obviously, I've won everyone yeah. between us. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah, that... that was what one of the things that makes Smash Smash so unique. Uh, also, I mean, it's just it's great hit mm, for the most part. Pretty good hit boxes and hurt boxes. <laughs> At least they're consistent, so you can uh, you can get to know them and get yeah. used to what the hit boxes and, are. And you know, to be fair, the exploitable mechanics that they didn't expect people to discover were mostly fixed over time. Yeah. Once they were discovered, not in that game, but in in the series overall, right. Um, um in another, th- another great mechanic I think in this personally in this that makes it such a fun game is the are the items. Mm-hmm. You know they have so such a wide variety of items from these games. You can pick up a fire flower from Mushroom Kingdom and breathe fire at your enemies, or you know pick up bunny ears and move twice as fast and jump twice as high. Uh, hit a baseball just, bat hit a home run. Oh yeah, if you get a hum, oh man. <laughs> Few things feel as good as getting a home run with a baseball bat and That's smash. Right. <laughs> I don't play with items often because sometimes they can just be a distraction. Because you're a pro. Because, well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the I, don't, I don't know about pro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I went to a tournament and you know got crushed, so you could say I'm a big deal. But <laughs> well, you know, the items, in my opinion, are like another aspect that was meant to gear it toward a party 100%. game. One hundred percent. Because it, it kinda evens out the skill levels. You can have a noob come in and Any, get the right yeah. item and win uh-huh. stuff. It just makes it so chaotic. And you know, when there's four people 
uh, in there, like, as instead of, you don't have to just do 1v1, you know, Smashers is such a f fun party game, you can do 2v2 2v2 or uh, free-for-all, and then with free-for-all with items, it is anyone's game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple other modes in the game as well. There's a story mode, which is just essentially fighting through each fighter in the game, and then a final boss, which is a hand called the Master Hand, and it's just a glove, no arm, mm. and uh, it's kind of loosely tied into the plot, which is... Yeah. A man, somebody playing with toys. Yeah, the yeah the single player is definitely. Uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of single player content, but there is that mode for when you're playing by yourself and you want uh, maybe to hone your skills against some computers. It's a nice challenge, um, along with you know the classic home run uh, contest and smash the targets that we all know and love smash that carried on through the through the games. Yeah, yeah. The one player you had, break, uh, break the targets, board the platforms, training mode, story mode. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was again, it was meant to be a party game, so that was extra stuff that they really didn't even have to include in the game. So yeah, they didn't. Thanks for that. Not a huge emphasis on the single player. Yeah, but yeah, we played a little bit, and uh, you know, there's many different options of how to play this game. You can set up the the. Uh, the verses in a few different ways, you know, I, you can do stocks where you set how many lives everybody has, you can do coins, which makes no sense, you can do, uh, can you do HP? Yeah, you can do HP, where you, uh-huh, and so there's a few options, you know, you there's time already? Yeah, you said time. Yeah, time, oh, timed, yeah, timed, timed battle, which is just, you know, however many points you can get. Who gets the most kills, yeah. Who gets the most kills. Um, yeah, so there were... There was a lot of options for how to play this game and just keep it fresh, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. So, pros. Uh, coming from the perspective of when this game came out, it was pretty inventive in terms of a fighting style game, crossover game, intro crossing over characters from big series that I was a huge fan of that I didn't expect to see together in a game. Uh, it's fast pace. It's fun to play with multiple people. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the, the the all the characters from all those different uh, series just brought everybody together. You know, yeah. every all the yeah every. If you loved Zelda but didn't care for Pokemon, or if, you know if, if Captain Falcon was your favorite character in a long time and you got to see him in action again. Which it, did Captain Falcon have a U.S. game? I don't I even know. know. Yeah, I I mean I personally only knew him from Smash. From Smash, Same yeah, definitely. Um, he th see that's another thing is Smash was just uh, another pro of Smash is it brings um, some of that video gaming culture to the people who would otherwise never see it. Like yeah. maybe somebody who's never gonna play Pokemon, they still get some of that that Pokemon love in Smash, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it was effective because, you know, I. There was no Fire Emblem characters in the original, but when the Fire characters yeah. were introduced in Melee, I was like, what are these guys yeah. from? And I looked into it, and I've played a lot of Fire Emblem since. Yeah, exactly. It sends, yeah, it, it makes you want to play all those games. Yeah. Find out the origin stories of all these characters. Which is, you know, goes to say there's no surprise that Nintendo would approve a game like this because it's great marketing. Yeah.
Um, so yeah, my pros, again, like you said, just a variety of popular Nintendo characters, more than I could ask for, and the wide variety of stages was really nice to choose from. Very easy for amateurs to pick up and have a good time, while still, if you're dedicated to, to delving into the secrets of this game, it had a lot to offer for the pros. Uh, and also, like, the stage hazards that we haven't really talked about on the stages were also something that I really enjoyed and spiced up the, uh, the, the possibilities in each mm-hmm. match. It was another kind of uh, wrench in the works to keep it less skill-based and mm-hmm. more random so that yeah. anybody could play. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And however, and then for our cons first, and then for our cons for Super Smash Bros. sixty four, uh, you know it didn't really age that well. Mm-hmm. Is you know going back from all the new ones, it's it's pretty clunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, controller sucks. So the Nintendo sixty four controller just sucks. Mm-hmm. We'll just say I know we can't really blame Smash for that one, but <laughs> yeah, that that there was a horrible combo. Um, yeah. That controller I mean, was not designed for somebody with right. two hands and two opposable thumbs. <laughs> it's designed for aliens. Maybe. Looks like it too. And there's not really a scenario that I can imagine myself going back to 64 over any of the other franchise games. Except not really. Brawl. Yeah. Not unless we're just having a, a smash party and just trying a little bit of everything. But yeah, yeah. It's, it, it doesn't have a whole lot to offer that you can't find in the other games. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's also... smooth. And that, that's just a, a fact of the technology limitations at the time, maybe, or the lack of development, because yeah. these newer games have been, you know, a couple decades of development at this point. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I mean, they added this later, which was a great decision, but in 64, it's a really weird experience when you try and use a side B and there is no side B because you just have up B, down B, and neutral B. So that was a weird one. Also, and just overall, I mean, I think that the characters are a little bit unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you got your characters. They're just going to stomp the other ones nine times out of ten. Uh, so, yeah, but altogether... I I think that it's you know it's a fantastic, but a uh, flawed start. It set the foundation f- and many of the mechanics for all the games to follow. Uh, it's you know some people it is their favorite of the Smash games, and probably to everybody else it's just incredibly nostalgic. Yeah. So so yeah, let's rate this. to wrap it all up, yeah, we're gonna give it a rating. Uh, and before we give a final rating on where it weighs on our scale. We just want to fill you in on a couple fun facts about Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 64 that we found that we thought you might enjoy. Fun facts! Uh, I thought that it was interesting that there was only one unlockable stage for multiplayer in this. Uh, It was... mm, I believe it was Mushroom Kingdom uh, with all the blocks. And I noticed that... I was trying to see the differences between that unlockable stage and all the other stages and why it might have been unlockable. And that is the only stage in, in Super Smash Bros. 64 that you can walk off the sides straight into the blast zones. There's no edges for you to fall off on the sides. There's some spaces in the middle that you can fall and hit the bottom blast zone. But it makes it a much different game when you can basically walk or accidentally just roll into the blast zone. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. 
Yeah. Little Mac is happy about that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that Little Mac would own that stage. Uh, another really cool fact I thought that was uh, Sakurai created the character Kirby when he was only 19 and then would go on to direct the majority of the Kirby games. Um, that's pretty young. Freaking young. What was I doing at 19? Besides jerking it? Uh, yeah, I, what, what, yeah, no, that was about it. I You're right. That, really that was it. To any age. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's what I was trying to say. I was like, when did that? <laughs> what does that not apply to? 19. Do so I talk? Just started college at that point, probably. Yeah. Another fun fact. If the game runs out of time and it is a tie, whether that means they have the same amount of kills or the players have the same number of stocks left, it goes into a sudden death round where both all the remaining players have 300% damage done to them, which essentially means if you take any hit, you'll die. Mm-hmm. And... They hash it out. It's the first most hectic, hit. yeah, <laughs> most hectic time in Smash. It's basically first hit wins. Yeah, it is very. <laughs> it gets your heart pumping. Oh yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a Western quick draw. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Another crazy fact I think is that uh, it Super Smash Bros. for the sixty four sold over five million copies in the first two years, which was a lot back then. And actually, in the list of Nintendo 64's top-selling video games, Super Smash Bros. comes in at a whopping number five. Mm. What was number one? Number one? What do you think number one was? Mario 64. Did you look? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, Super Mario 64. Followed by Mario Kart 64. That's going to be my next guess. GoldenEye. Yep. Ocarina of Time. And then Super Smash Bros. Yep. Those are all games I played? Five and a half million. I'm pretty sure the console came with either Mario Kart or Mario 64. Maybe it came with Mario 64. Super Mario 64 sold 11, almost 12 million copies, mm. which is more than double Smash Bros. Yeah. So we're, we're rating these out of punch bowls, 0 out of 5 punch bowls. Mm. I'll give this 3.5 punch bowls. All right. Uh, it might seem a little low, considering how the most of the points for my rating are coming from the fact that it would kind of revolutionize... Yeah. That type of mm-hmm. game. And because at the time, it was a really fun game to play. Yeah. It lost points because there's almost no reason I would go back to play it yeah. over the other versions. All right. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'm a little more judgmental. I'm going to probably give it a three out of five. Um, yeah. I, I think that, yeah, for me personally, I'm going to give it three out of five punch bowls. Uh, it, it made some great changes and strides in the ways of gaming. Uh, you know, it, it does have that nostalgic feel and great memories going back to it. But again, actually sitting down and playing it, I do not get the, the joy or the fun from it that I do from any of the newer ones. They're just a little bit more fast paced. Um, yeah, so. And to be clear, my punch bowls are filled with Hawaiian punch. Uh-huh. Uh, just as a point of nostalgia, because I probably drank more wine. And to be wine. completely honest, my punch bowls are spiked. Cool. 
Great. So just wanted that on the table. Well, and so, yeah, so that I, was I think a, I will be drinking from your punch bowls, but. <laughs> keep your hands off my punch bowls. All right. So that was, for me, a three out of five punch bowls. And from PJ, a big 3.5 for the Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 64. On the next episode, we'll be talking about the next game in the series, which is Super Smash Bros. Melee for Nintendo GameCube. Yeah. A fan favorite. One of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Favorite. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening to our very first episode of Digital Punch. Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm PJ. And we will see you next time. Bye.